All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, hammer! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk towards it. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Good evening, guys. Look at it, it's dark outside, and it's 70 degrees out. Welcome to November. Michigan. Yeah, yeah Michigan. Normal. Actually set a record, didn't they? Yeah, they did set a record. Uh, hottest day of ever, this day, whatever, in November, something like that. Some, so it's, it was really hot today. God's bless climate change. This is like, change. God bless climate change. Yeah, it's a hot start to November, and certainly it'll be a hot month for movies. Guys, uh, as it is a new month, we got so many new movies ahead of us. And I wanted to quickly get from you guys, what do, what do you guys, what are you looking most forward to in the month of November? There's a few good releases. I mean, we lying to say I'm not excited for Spectre. Which comes out this weekend. Yeah, as we yeah it should be show. our next episode. Yeah, it will be, it will be our next oh, episode. It will be our, yeah. I'm making that definitive right now. Yeah, Mitch, what are you, yourself, Collins, all in for Spectre? What about you? They're probably Spectre. I can't think of anything else um, really driving my uh, interests up. So Room, that's like a Your total room. opposite end of the right. spectrum. Yeah, I want to see Room, too. Yeah. Um, I, you know, this is weird, actually. I, I, I feel like my cred is going out the window. My, my cred for Creed. My cred is going out the window because... I'm I'm a huge 007 fan, but you know I'm more excited for Creed I mm-hmm. think than I am Spectre, but um we'll we'll see who knows maybe maybe that maybe that low excitement level for me will make me enjoy Spectre more than than I probably would if I was like super into it at this point yeah. I don't know why for some reason I'm just I don't feel the hype going on right now maybe part of it's because it was released last week in the UK people have seen it and some I, reviews yeah. have been out right and I try to stay away from them Colin don't don't even uh, I don't know if you've read any but I don't want to hear any reviews of Spectre yet i want to go in cold turkey but um yeah i don't know i think i'm good uh, yeah cold turkey would sound good (laughs) no but i um i i think i am uh i'm more excited for creed yeah the good dinosaur comes out at the end of the month oh that's another one yeah that's another movie that i have no idea what's about that trailer looks stupid i'm sorry yeah but what do you think i mean pixar i I thought inside out looked dumb animation looks weird and I normally don't say that about Pixar things. It di- it's different yeah. for sure. Like they're trying to go for something different. But. So Room, Good Dinosaur, Creed, Spectre, a lot of good movies coming out supposedly this month. And we will uh, be here to review them all. Um, you know, we, we might review this if the show is still existing in 2017. But um, <laughs> there's a new Star Trek uh, series in the works. Cool. Everyone excited for that? Come on, Star Trek. Series? C- CBS is taking out on the Star Trek uh, series that will premiere in 2017. There's there's really no word on what it's going to be, whether it'll be uh, tying into the new series of movies that J.J. Abrams started, I think, in 2009. Um, there's no there's not, not much known about it, but, you know, this is the roots of the franchise. It's really not in cinema. It's a, it's a TV show. So you guys have any thoughts on this? Does this excite you guys or... You know, I will say that, again, I'm sure if you listen to the show, you know I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Um, I'm not. I never have been the biggest Star Trek fan. Um, I do appreciate the original TV show. Uh, I never can get into Next Generation. I didn't like any of the, whatever the shows were. Enterpri- what were the shows? in the Enterprise? Is that what it's called? 
Deep Space Nine. Deep Space, I don't know. There was a, I mean, there was yeah, a bunch Enterprise of them. Enterprise was one. The Next Generation Next, was Yeah, one. I never got into any of those. I always thought they were kind of campy and silly, and I, I don't know why. I like... Um, um, I like... Uh, Next Generation? I mean, that seems yeah, to be like I the definitive like, like one, TV yeah. show for Star Trek fans. They love... It's like Wrath of Khan's the best movie. Next Generation is the best TV show. That's what I hear from a lot of people. Um, that being said, I love the J.J. Abrams movies because they're very not Star Trek-like. I mean, there's no... There's no you know, question that the, 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 he, before he knew he would be able to make a Star Wars movie, that was the closest thing he could do. Um, so I don't know. I wonder if this is the franchise and Paramount going, hey, wait a second. We have that other star movie in competition right now. We better hit the TV uh, waves as well. But isn't there a third mo- Star Trek movie coming out? There is a, a Star Trek movie coming out. Star Trek Beyond. Um, I believe that comes out in 2016. Yeah. So, you know, their plan right now is 2016 is the third movie of the new trilogy. Then twenty that January comes the TV show. I imagine they'll connect. I mean, in this, they never have, I think, in the past, really. Well, I guess they have. No, they have. No, but, they, yeah, they're connected. Yeah, they have. They're different. They're, right. But, but in this day and age of, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, uh, well, I guess DC is not a good example of this, but you, you, the synergy is good. And you imagine that this 2017 TV show will relate to 2016 movie. It's but. just weird that, I mean, for the past, you know, how many, seven years or so, we've had, you know, Chris Pine as our Captain Kirk. We've had um, Quinto yeah. as Spock, uh, Simon Pegg. I'm Scotty. Really, Scotty. I'm really bad at these, yeah, you know these, these names. <laughs> you know, I know the actors. Do you know what you're of. talking about? No, not really. <laughs> no, I mean, we've, it's had, a, yeah. we've had them as, you know, our characters, as these characters, and then I don't imagine that all these same actors are going to be in this TV show. Like, no, it probably won't be the, the, it probably won't be the same characters. Be different characters. Well, why have a Star Trek without Spock and Kirk? Because they That's... did it with all the other series. So, like, Next Generation was different. The Next was, Generation was is different. completely different. Yeah. Uh, Deep yeah. Space which is, Nine is but which is different. Which is interesting. Do you... Th- I mean... Captain I mean, Janeway. Are you, what's your Star Trek history here? Do you... <laughs> Not great, but I, I have uh, watched it and I appreciate it. I like its, uh, its messages and um, I like hard sci-fi, so... Well, if you've ever watched the original series that's on, well, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Uh, it is very different. It's actually kind of entertaining. It's very Twilight Zone, really. Um, but so this, so Colin, to reiterate, the '80s series, The Next Generation, didn't have Kirk. It was the you know, oh, um, the next Patrick generation. Stewart was uh, Jean Luc Picard. But I wonder, do you, Mitch? I mean, do you think that they would? reboot the next generation no. characters the way they did they rebooted the the original series characters in no, 2009 no. no because uh patrick stewart is john luke picard they would never they would never reboot well letter nimoy was spock and they and they I found a creative way to you know spoilers to to uh, for the 2009 erase movie erase the old well you know erase but re- they literally rebooted the the movie series so yeah. i wonder if they would do something similar with what it what it's a TV, you know, so you know what you know like here's what different. here's what I would watch just because it's like classic if they're gonna do this is that you know Patrick Stewart doesn't look a day older than he did in 1987 so what if he was what if he was the same character in this new TV show maybe. and then maybe he, maybe you know Chris Pine comes on for a guest appearance I mean the next the next the generation. next next generation but but the the next generation takes place after the original series so. Chris Pine couldn't really show up, and you couldn't 
you would never be able if that was the case if we were going to have John Luke Picard reappear in it you couldn't have Chris Pine show up and believe that he was Captain Kirk <laughs> I guess <laughs> so, whatever they you know they, they find ways <laughs> it's not I a, think Inception figured that out yeah and, and you know it's, I don't think it's a series that's like a staple of continuity and consistency in any yeah they do all sorts of crazy shit um, yeah there's the one episode that's famous and pisses off a lot of uh, trackies from the next generation that involves like infinite time uh, and like infinite universes and timelines. It's like, just what is the point? Like it just yeah, completely yeah. threw it upside down. Um, well, we'll see. I'm like not excited for it necessarily, but um, I get it. I get yeah, why they're doing it. it. You know, I, get it. I just don't like that CBS is doing it. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, it's true. It, you're right. Why not take this to either... AMC. Well, anything. AMC. <laughs> anything you know, a, not a, cable. <laughs> well, you know, CBS, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't know how much involvement they really have with it because it's a Warner Brothers product and it's a DC product, but um, Supergirl is killing it so far. I mean, it's really killing ratings right now, which is kind of crazy, so... But Who is knows? it good? Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's probably as good those as those other Arrow CBS Flash, shows right? have yeah. great ratings too, and they're not. That's, very that good. is true. You're right. Maybe they'll do a three camera shoot sitcom <laughs> yeah. of Star Trek. Um, speaking of TV, um, and speaking of non-cable TV and 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 paid TV, because I think this is an interesting switch for someone that we're very familiar with as uh, millennials. Um, John Stewart, who just left the Daily Show, Colin. Yeah, uh, signed a four-year contract with HBO to produce um, short-form digital content, whatever that Ambiguous, may be. but we imagine it's probably politically fueled in a way. I would assume, yeah, in some way. Um, I'm sure he's getting ready for the election. I'm yeah. Sure yeah. start releasing stuff during the race. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, that's what I'm really happy for because I was hoping he would stick around for this election and then when he went away, you know, Amy, he's been doing it for so long. Yeah, but um, I'm happy to see that he's getting back in some way because as much as I think Trevor Noah is do- doing a decent job, I miss my John Stewart. Yeah, um, I think it's great for us. I mean, obviously, as 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 young f- people who love TV and news and politics and all that junk, um, you think. I mean, I don't, I don't really think this, but just to throw it out there as we discuss things, you think Comedy Central is kind of like what the hell, man. Maybe a little bit. Maybe, but yeah. I mean, it's kind of a quick turnaround for him. I mean, he just he just left, you know. Yeah. Now yeah. he's signing other contracts with other TV stations. Now I think that this was his intention, really, is to right to be more behind the camera. Wasn't that kind of what they were? There were people were assuming mm-hmm. that because I don't know if this necessarily means that he's going to be a talking head or an anchor or a reporter or anything like that, right? Like, I don't think it necessarily means that, nope, does it? Nope, just producing. Yeah, so I content. think that, you know, I don't I don't think Comedy Central is bitter. I mean, they owe, the, you know, Comedy Central owes the last, they owe the 21st century to South Park and The Daily Show, basically. So exactly. there's there, there's no bitterness there, I'm sure. Ankle, but, ankle but, bear, yeah. Yeah, ankle bear. Um, but I think it's interesting. Um, you know, I'd love to see John Oliver and John Stewart hook up for something I don't, I don't know if that's gonna happen but um i don't know i'm very excited to see where this goes yeah yeah i like his quote um that he had in the hollywood reporter um, appearing on television 22 minutes a night clearly broke me i'm pretty sure i can produce a few minutes of content every now and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's great um there's no doubt it'll, it'll be pretty awesome 
In other, uh, this is you know kind of we're getting a little political. Well, you know what? Actually, we're I want to. Well, this whole episode is political. It is, I guess. <laughs> before we actually before we go to the next story, I just want to. So you like Trevor Noah so far? Yeah, I'm, I haven't like watched every night, but I've probably seen like two episodes a week. Me neither, but I never really watched The Daily Show. <laughs> there was always like the clips the next day that yeah. I always saw, yeah. and yeah. rarely ever the interviews. Um, I, yeah, I used to watch The Daily Show all the time. In high, I, in I high school, watched I watched Colbert Report probably more than it. In high school, maybe I don't know. Maybe in, yeah, in college, I think I for sure watched The Colbert Report more, but. Yeah. Um, so you, your thumbs up on Trevor? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's. I mean, it's a near impossible position to fill. Yeah. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's doing a fine it's like job with filling, it. Filling. It's like filling the shoes of Walker, Walter Cronkite yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, Mitch, have you seen enough to judge here? Uh, I'm just yeah, curious. I, mean, I think it's. Yeah, yeah. Some of it. Um, I think I just don't watch it uh, really anymore because or Daily Show anymore because I'm so used to seeing Jon Stewart. And I would also watch Colbert afterwards. So now that Colbert is on at the same time, yeah, yeah. I watch that because he still talks about the same stuff. He still talks about news and current events. And it's more my style of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Nothing wrong with Trevor Noah. I think he's good. Uh, I just, I'm just not really watching it. <laughs> and that's whatever. Um, from what I've seen, I mean, I, I enjoy him and he's for sure smart as hell. Um, yeah. I just, he, he's, I don't know. There's, he's like not as charismatic. No, and, he's, and I mean, kind of weird. He's very. He seems a little nervous up there, yeah. and I don't well, know. I was hoping that was gonna. Yeah. You know. I'm sure it will. And I'm uh, sure it will. Um, but that's just my. So far, it seems like I want to. I want to go up there and hug him and be like, dude, just take a breath, relax. Yeah. I mean, he seems very high strong, and I don't know if that's just his style or what. But there's like a little lack of charisma, maybe in confidence that I'm seeing. But we're nitpicking here. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I mean, if he's I, doing if I great. I complain about one thing. I just don't like his laugh, which he tends to sprinkle in every once in a while. It's very <laughs> weird. It's a very strange laugh, but that is nothing compared. Or like, it doesn't bother me. Really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, so right. so in other in other. He's, all right, he's doing a good job. In other he is. I mean, I, just, I, no, no, I honestly Stephen couldn't. Colbert, that's I all. couldn't ask for anyone else to do like any. Like, no one's gonna be John. Yeah. Or, no. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no. Yeah, I'm watching Stephen Colbert right now, so... I really wish they would put that show on Hulu. I mean, I'm sure I can find that online. But just be really easy for me if it's yeah, on yeah. Hulu to watch it. They put a lot of it on YouTube, though. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I record yeah. it and I watch it in the morning before work, so... I, I've been watching Colbert. Oh, I, like I forgot. <laughs> CBS just put an app on the Apple TV. So maybe it's on there. there you I go. haven't even Probably, checked yeah. it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, in other politics news, I'm sure you might even see this on The Daily Show being mocked at, at some point. Um, Mitch, what's going on with uh, our buddy Quentin Tarantino? So a few weeks ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, Quentin Tarantino, as most, well, as Americans are to do, uh, decided to exercise his right to protest uh, with a group and march through the streets to protest uh, police brutality. Which, you know, doesn't seem like a crazy thing to protest. He's essentially protesting violent, like against violence, which, you know, is kind of weird because his films are <laughs> extremely not necessarily pacifist. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, just because you make a film about violence yeah, doesn't course, mean you support violence. Right. And obviously he doesn't like violence. Um, so he was at a march to, to protest police brutality. And for some reason... Uh, police unions across the country thought 
it would be really good PR to boycott Quentin Tarantino's films because of his protest against because of his protest against police brutality so yeah no it's a little bizarre i mean (laughs) well because they're not you know he's not protesting police like he's no, and he said he's come out and said like no i know police are essential and there are a lot of great police officers and not every police officer is a murderer or you know a violent psychopath but we still should be protesting police brutality and the New York Police Department union has tried to, you know, say that we shouldn't watch his movies. Mm-hmm. The LAPD, uh, now the Border Patrol. There's a bunch of other ones. And I just think it's really not... It says a lot when you are boycotting someone who is against violence. <laughs> Man, what does it yeah. say? What does it say about you? Just represent your police officers. Don't start, you know, spewing stupid in the public. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like police are, are under such a microscope now, rightfully so. Yeah. That, you know, saying this and coming out against what he's saying and boycotting is just really not the best. Well, it's just not. It's more. PR move to, like, try to get more people to like you. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's, it's not good. Yeah, no. Anyway, around. Um,. Like if they, I mean, and you know what? It's like you're never gonna, never, you know, you're not always going to agree with what the filmmakers you love say or do. I mean, you know, I guess my thing. I've, I mean, look, and I, I agree with protesting police brutality shouldn't be any of that. Of but I'm just saying, like, you know, unless it's like unless unless Quentin Tarantino like murdered someone or something like that, or if we're, if we're in a, like a Bill Cosby situation, it's different. But like, you know, if someone comes out and says they're against something, I mean, that doesn't like, I don't know. This is not, it's more, it's more reason I think for you to go see what they're making. And then, then you can have a conversation about yeah. it and say, well, here's what you said you believe. Now I saw your movie and here's what I think it says it believes that sort of thing. Yeah. I've always been at that school of thought where, no. you know, yeah. Don't just blindly, don't just don't mass blindly boycott, boycott something. something without knowing what is actually going on. Right. Maybe the sheriffs in Hateful Eight are like portrayed in a real positive way. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they stop a a, a marshal from beating the crap out of somebody who doesn't deserve it. Right. Uh, right. Stop. We don't do that here. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? You know. I can see Samuel L. Jackson saying that line. Yeah. 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 Become iconic. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure as we get closer to the Hateful Eight come December, um, you know, this will come up in conversation again, and we'll see if it has any effect on the box office. But I, I don't, I doubt it. Um, guys, we, we, our goal here is to, to see a movie every week and get together and have a roundtable discussion about it. Um, our film this week, we did two actually. If you're listening, we will do Steve Jobs as well. So we're putting Steve Jobs out there the same day. But right now, for this episode, we're talking about Steven Spielberg's new film, Bridge of Spies. Uh, it stars Tom Hanks, written by the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Which is interesting. I, um, I, I didn't know that until like a month ago. Like I, I've heard, been seeing and hearing about this movie forever, and I'm surprised they didn't really market it like that, mm-hmm. which is odd to me. You know, there's, there's an opportunity there. Did see a uh, Hail Caesar trailer in the beginning of this movie, me which too. looks it's amazing. <laughs> Can't really wait funny. for that. Um, uh, this is a uh, it's a film about um, sp- sp- the, the trading of spies in uh, uh, the Cold War between the Soviet Union. United States and the man who was negotiating uh, yeah. such trades, centered, um, yeah, centered around like the 
um, downing of the U-2 plane. Yeah, centered around the downing of the U-2 plane in... Uh, 1957. Yes. Um, Tom Hanks, of course, plays uh, James Donovan, who is the lawyer who's kind of thrown into defending... Um, Mark Rylance's Rudolf Abel, who is a Soviet spy, um, the, the you know he's commissioned to to uh, defend him, to uh, you know prove that America will, is the better man here and will do do justice to anyone, even if they're a Russian spy. Yes. From there, uh, Tom Hanks' character James Donovan kind of gets wrapped up in you know helping out the situation more than inflaming it. So, that's the movie we yep. saw it. You guys saw it last week. I saw it today. Um, I guess I'll go because it's very fresh in my mind. I'll start with my initial thoughts. We like to give our first thoughts first, and then we get into deep spoilers uh, in a moment from now. Um, you know, I, I I did enjoy this movie. This is a this is a subject matter that I am very interested in. I love American history. I love the Cold War and, and World War II. Um, I'm very interested in, in these subjects. Big Spielberg fan. Big Coen Brothers fan. Um, big Tom Hanks fan, so this you know not, it'd be hard for me to watch this movie and not like it for sure. Um, I didn't think it was a perfect movie by any means. I have some not issues with it, but there's things that I would have done differently or would have thought they would have done differently, and uh, we can get deep into that. It's a long film, and and I don't even know if that means running time necessarily, but I felt it dragged a lot. That was maybe my biggest thing with it. Um, but you know, I liked it. I think that, and I think you're gonna see. I will. We we also. As no, as October and November are happening, we'll talk about Oscar implications as well, and I think there are some in this film. Um, so those are my thoughts. Good movie, Colin. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, you you seem to have enjoyed the pace. From yeah. Your reaction. Yeah, that was actually like my one of my favorite things really? about it. Um, I like this movie way more than I thought I was going to like it. Okay. Um, and it's almost two and a half hours long, and I did not think it felt like two and a half hours long at all. Um. It's surprisingly funny, which I was not expecting. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, and some Spielberg humor in there, mm -hmm, too, though, mm -hmm. for sure. And, there, yeah, there was definitely moments where I was like, this is really interesting. And then when I saw at the end, that was written by the Coen brothers. I'm like, oh, these characters are making more sense now. Yeah. Um, I think it was just a really, well, supremely well acted. And um, just a, no a question. great, just all around great film that had really classic filmmaking techniques in it. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Mitch? Um, kind of a mix of you both. I, I think it's very good. Um, but it's not Spielberg's best, which says a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, of all that Spielberg has made, this is still very good. But, um, you know, it's still going to be up for bit major academy awards um well acted and written as we said joel and ethan cohen and i thought mark rylance was the mm -hmm. best in the movie um, yes as, yes. as subdued of a role it was he was mm -hmm. very very good very in it. good um and i just really like movies like this where that are you know centered around justice and centered around uh like americanism and what is right and you know what is wrong and the difference between how we conduct ourselves in the world um, mm -hmm. and how we should conduct ourselves in the right. world so it's about I, that's what i liked the most about it just you know humanity and what we stand for um it felt a little corny at times and i agree with your kind of dragged at certain points but uh i walked away with it really liking it so that's 
pretty much it. It definitely gives you a good feel of uh, being an American, right? I mean, yeah. it, you know, as much as it, as much as Tom Hanks' character is kind of a neutral player in all of this, it's still very much a Spielberg like America. Like mm-hmm. this is we're the good guys in the situation a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. Um, and I think part of that is is this whole thing where like w- this idea um, that James Donovan is shown portraying in this movie that is no matter what happens in any kind of war we won't we won't sacrifice who we are to be at the level of the enemy kind of thing like it's how it's important due process is important and like appealing is important if you have uh, if you have grounds to appeal and like getting both of our men back is an important thing you know we we fight for all men no man left behind kind of thing like we got to fight for everyone um and I, you know, it gives you that, that it's like, it's uh, like, this is positive and it relates to today. And there's no question that there's like subtle commentary towards like, we're always dealing with this. And this mm-hmm. was, this has come up in recent years with like tor- torturing. Um, and, you know, do you have rights if you're not, a, if you're not an American citizen, that mm-hmm. kind of question, mm-hmm. which in the, in the case of this movie, it's like, yes, you know, you do because we're American. Mm-hmm. And he, like he says, like. Tom Hanks' character says what makes us American is we follow the Constitution. I mean, that's a very American scene to me, which is like, it can be cheesy, and you can look at it cheesily, and I do, maybe, and, and then some days I watch that, I would watch that scene and be like, okay, sure, yeah. great, America. Yeah. Other days, and today, I guess, was one of those, it was just like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, right. The America. Cas- the Constitution, man. Yeah. yeah. I got a copy Bill of that laying around somewhere. Bill of Rights. Bill of Rights. <laughs> Love it. So, I don't know, Colin, was it at all too corny for you at some points? I mean, you know, Spielberg is usually accused of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a ridiculous accusation to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everything has to be dystopian and, to- and Yeah, and exactly. No, I mean, it, it was definitely, there was that moment where it was, like like you said, the champion for America. I mean, I don't think it um, it like offended me or bothered me or even like rubbed me the wrong way as to I would notice it. But, I mean, I think that fit overall with the tone of the movie, too. Um, yeah, no, right. It was, when I was watching it, it was seemed modern, yet very, possibly could have been a film that made in the 50s and 60s, too. Yeah. I, especially with Tom Hanks' character having, like, such a moral compass um, brought to mind characters like Atticus, Atticus Finch. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was for sure like, you know, the the uh the just lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of this fantasy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, fantasy. where we're like which but you know, it's based off a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like it's funny because it's here's an insurance guy who like you know, insurance companies and lawyers are like you're like, "Oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You're you're very wary of those, especially characters in movies." But every once in a while, like you're saying you get this Atticus Finch or you get this mm-hmm. Jim Donovan, um, who is the ideal lawyer. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I got that feeling too yeah. in a really good way. Yeah, I, I like that, and I, I love that scene. I think it's the same. Th- it's been a while since I've seen it, but that scene you were talking about, we're talking about the Constitution when he's followed for the first time. Right, like that's what makes us I, I love that whole yeah, yeah. sequence. Yeah, and yeah. I thought yeah. Hanks was great in that sequence too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I guess, I don't know, do you want to get into the, the pacing? Is that, I, I, I guess yeah, sure. it's, because I think that, again, that my biggest gripe, I just want to get, I guess, get this out of the way, not, there's just things in this movie that I thought were like kind of unnecessary that made it kind of long, like and and things that don't pay off in like a very odd way, like this whole thing where, first of all, at all, the, the, Tom Hanks' younger assistant, 
Mm-hmm. What's what? I don't yeah, remember. what's what's the point of him? I mean, he doesn't. Yeah, well, he doesn't come he, back he's he's point. shown in the beginning of the movie. He's shown in having a love interest in Tomek's daughter. We're mm-hmm. led to believe that, correct? Yeah. I mean, those two things don't come around at all. Was it except, a blind date though? Because like, he walked. Was in that the, the joke? Was that was he, very Spielberg. That whole thing was very Spielberg to me. Because like, he walked in, he didn't seem to understand that she was his date, but she did. Yeah, but you know, I thought that. But were there blind dates in the fifties? I mean, sure, I'm not kidding. I'm sure, like, I'm sure. I guess I'm you sure could set people up, but there wasn't exactly up. Tinder. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so like that didn't pay. I mean, it, it, there was one one point where um, what's the guy? Uh, who's the third hostage? Uh, Francis Gary Powers? Or, no. no uh, the other guy. Oh, the uh, the student. Yeah. Will, no. Frederick Pryor. Frederick Pryor. Yeah. Um, there's that point where, where, there is that point where Tom Hanks is like, Frederick Pryor, how old is he? 25. Oh, same age as whatever. And I think he was talking about his assistant. Is and that, that his only purpose? Is that was his only purpose? Because if so, then none of, like, that scene wasn't really, it was fun. It was funny. Yeah. You know, but and like. I mean, that scene, the dating scene is in the first 10 minutes of the movie. No, yeah. I know. But like, yeah, I'm just one of those things where like. That's where you set up things. Yeah. Like, like, to like, pay it, off I was, later. I don't know if it was supposed to mislead me. I, I guess know. a lot of the, like, I guess in general, a lot of the family stuff, like, I don't know. I mean, you need it, but it's kind of. Mm-hmm. I just don't think we spend enough time for with those characters for to it to eat. be an issue. Yeah, yeah. Like, I suppose I see the assistant. He has a few lines. He has a little funny, funny scene at the beginning of the movie. I'm not expecting that to come back at all. Yeah, maybe he's just. Maybe it's just to show Tom Hanks's character is like because he really respe- like... he respects him and he you know yeah and. He the um, assistant looks up to him, so it's like, oh, we're gonna have more good people in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no. That's a long shot, but no, I mean, yeah, I just it was part part it. for me. It, no, it just it just stood out to me as something that was like, well, where did that go? Like, I, I want, I guess I it wanted was to. Funny. S- it was funny there because it was funny. Like literally, <laughs> I know, but literally, like if the daughter character wasn't in the movie, like you would have it would like not affect it at all. Like, I mean, I, she's obviously a real person, I think, and you have to have Assume. her there. But I don't know. It was. You know me. I like shorter movies. I like things yeah. to be cut, shaven, with yeah. nothing left. Yeah. I think. Um, I think the main problem. And again, I'm nitpicking a Spielberg movie here, but just yeah. just spur conversation. I mean, it didn't feel as long as Lincoln. So I guess while <laughs> yeah. so while we're while we're on that subject, you know, I've been hearing a, this, is, this. This to me, this is just funny. Not a lot of this, but I've heard some people be like, Spielberg's back. And this is just as like I'm having an Austin did he Powers. Ever go? I'm having an Austin Powers moment. Like you know, in many ways, he never left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did he ever go anywhere? But, but you know, that being said, personally, um, let's take a look here. Um, I haven't seen a Spielberg directed film since Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I didn't see War Horse. I didn't see Lincoln. Um, yeah, I never saw War Horse. That just I think didn't, that's. In, I think that's didn't I, interest me. At I all. love War Horse. Really? Yeah. Oh, I heard it was great. I just didn't see it. I don't know. So I can't, you know, this. I can't judge this against this recent stuff. It's certainly better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> um, it's my favorite since Munich, I think. Um, did he? Yeah, direct, I like this. I like this. Did he direct Tintin? Oh, he mm-hmm. did Tintin. Yeah, yeah I, I still haven't yeah. seen Tintin. I like Tintin. That's another one I didn't see. That was the same um, year as another one. Was it the same that year was as Wars? Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Munich, so I do like this way better than Munich for sure. I don't know. I think this movie even had better pacing than Munich, but I still like Munich better. That's yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I didn't like. Like Munich was like I don't know. It felt confusing. Yeah, like didn't have a very clear theme either. Yeah, and that's why I didn't. And it was like confusing what it was saying 
I think politically in a lot of ways too. Mm-hmm. Not that, that always matters to me, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I like this better than War of the Worlds. I like this better than. Well, yeah. I don't know, but you know, I love the Terminal. Can I say that? That's weird. Freaking love yeah, that movie. Weird. That's um, weird. It's all right. Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. Is she in the movie? Yeah, she was. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, good on Spielberg. I mean, it's a great movie. It's yeah, like it's you good. know, I don't. I mean, I, I know. I think people are kind of. I I didn't see Lincoln. I didn't see War Horse. But like you were saying, Colin, this movie has a lightheartedness to it that kind of has been missing i think from mm-hmm. like what recent things like even kingdom of the crystal skull which was like lighthearted in different ways <laughs> and, like i think ways they weren't trying to necessarily be lighthearted but i don't know i, I always i we, compare this to lincoln i guess is that a dark movie or is it like fun <laughs> obviously <laughs> lincoln is such a fun movie yeah the discussion of you know, slave whether or not slavery is yeah. i mean Hilarious. lincoln is like i liked watching it I will never watch it again. It's a beautifully made movie. Performances are great in it all, by all three of the leads. Yeah, I bet. Slow burner. Yeah, I mean, it's written... Lincoln was written by a playwright, so he understands these long scenes with long speeches, and that's what Lincoln is. Um, I like... like you said, I like how light this movie was, especially coming from the trailer, which... I was thinking I was going to see something more along the lines of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy from the trailer. And then while watching it, it was funny and I think designed incredibly as well mm-hmm. and shot shot great. And I thought the music the score was, I thought it was John Williams, but I'm like, that doesn't sound like John Williams. <laughs> I can't, I'm like upset I didn't nab it. Like I thought, it was, I was trying to figure out who it was and it's Thomas Newman. Yeah, um, once you get the oboe in there. I'm like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, he loves the little like solo piano. To, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I liked how, I like your point, you know, is easy to follow, but it was still, it, was, it wasn't like dumbed down. And I really appreciate that. It was intelligent and dialogue driven, but not like, and you mentioned Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is so dense and so mm-hmm. hard. I had, to, I'm still like trying to figure that movie out, <laughs> um, but it wasn't hard to follow this movie. It was, you knew what they were saying and you knew like the consequences and of what they were saying each time. Yeah. It wasn't like, wait. Who is he referring to? You knew who they were, he was referring to every time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well paced or well paced in that sense and well uh, planned, well written. Did the cinemat- Thanks, does, does the cinematography ever get to you though? And it kind of like does it ever? Because I love all of Kaminsky, Yanis Kaminsky's so work. I, I just, love it. I just there's just this like first of all, give ev- me more white really, white windows. Really bright give me more outside. white windows. <laughs> Stan, it's just. <laughs> The, the washed out windows mm. it just remind I don't know it just, <laughs> I love it it draws such attention to it it's almost it, I mean I know it's obviously not the case but it, it that's what it looks like when you screw up like like when you don't take account for the fact that there's a huge window in the background of your scene yeah that's like kinda I don't know but, also, they, but it's well it's still well lit. also there's like a really weird inconsistency of contrast and of, this is Spielberg so it might be completely intentional but like specifically any scene indoors there's the contrast is like ridiculous on everyone's face like it doesn't look like realistic lighting at all in any shape or form whether Mm -hmm. it's a bar or like if it's a government office or whatever and then um 
outdoors, especially in East Germany, everything is just one Gray. color yeah. and really desaturated. And like it's, I don't know. It's that's, just it that's draws a Spielberg for you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Takes place in yep. you know, yes, I know. mid-century Europe, Germany, <laughs> it just looks like Russia. It. Just looks like hell on yeah, earth. And, right. I mean. That's just what he does. Yeah, Yeah, it was. There's definitely a reason for him doing. I think that was that was my main gripe with the pacing of the film is when they're in East Germany. I feel like there's a lot that can just be taken out of of that. For me too, because I guess we're back to pacing. But it's it is because there's a lot of like, okay, what's his what's the guy's name again? Shit, Um, Frederick. Yeah, what's his name? The 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 Frederick student Pryor? Frederick Pryor? No, yeah, Pryor. So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of this like, give me Pryor. No, and then he leaves, comes back, and he goes, give me Pryor. Yes, leaves and come back, that and he goes, get a little give weird. me Pryor. No, and then the and then the payoff, you don't even. There's no conversation. <laughs> it's just a phone call. Yeah, and that's it. And then they and, hand him over, and they're like, come on, let's go. It's like they could have been shorter, or he could just you know, I bet. I bet because they tried to be hyper realistic about it, like they mm-hmm. wanted to be like this is how it happened. Yeah. But like, you know, take some creative liberties and like you could have had one dramatic scene between Tom Hanks and the German East German dude, whatever. Guy. Yeah, and and then you had could, a few of those. Yeah, I know, but you need one. Like, I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me as like in terms of anticipation, in terms of anxiety, in terms of te- intensity to like have this going back and forth because you know. That's the other thing is like you know they're gonna give him to him like even if you don't know the, mm-hmm, the history yeah. you just know yeah. like he's not gonna get shot or something like that part did confuse me maybe, that was like yeah. the only confusing part of the whole film was like how he was able to convince like the the, the politics of East Germany yeah, or, Moscow um, you know the U S and how they were going to coordinate giving away two of them. And who was actually giving it away, and who was re- getting somebody back? Yeah, all I, what I got from it is all East Germany wanted was this attention in the world stage. That's why was when, that he right. didn't, when he Maybe. didn't shake the guy's hand at the end, you're like, right. That, yeah, oh, that's, shit, and, like, and that's where the the chip came in at the end, where it was like, well, then you can tell Russia that they're not getting their guy because they were trying to be like, oh, we're, yeah, like we're, we're not a Russia, ahead. we're not a Soviet stooge, mm-hmm. but like they were, and yeah, they are, they, they are, are in this movie, <laughs> yeah. and and like yeah, you're, Colin, you're right. I mean, you're right. And that did confuse me though. That makes sense. Like it did until that point. Yeah, you're right. So it was a little confusing. Yeah. Um. Um, but what about the performances in this movie? I mean, they're all really good. Whether it's, um, you know, whether it's Alan Alda or Tom Hanks, or <laughs> that was really weird that Alan Alda took that part. I mean, why wouldn't you take a part in a Steven Spielberg movie? But Alan Alda is still going, dude. I, I was surprised to see him. Let's just say that. Did you think he was dead? Or yeah. Something? I, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, he's alive. I, yeah. I swear to God, every time. I, sorry, Alan, if you're listening. So every time I, every time <laughs> I, is, every boy, time I see him in a movie, I'm like, wait, is was this his last? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just always feel like I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, he's been along. Yeah, he's for he's, a long he's, time. he's killing it. I was just shocked that he would take this part that has. Seven lines in it? Well, I think a lot of people do. I mean, for example, Dominic Lombardozzi, who is not by any means a big actor, but um, he's uh, he's the guy in the beginning who's following mm-hmm. uh, Abel. Um, you know, he's not a huge oh, yeah, actor, yeah, but he's in The Wire, and he like I mean, he has almost no lines in this movie. I know who you're talking this, about. This this the dude. guy who looks like a cop. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, granted, I, I but he's, but he I plays just Capone's brother. He's no. almost. I'm just saying he's almost an extra in this movie. Yeah, he has like two lines, and one of which is like a what warrant, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, you know, I think a lot of people will do anything yeah. for Steven Spielberg. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Jesse Plemons is in this movie, mm-hmm. and he has such a small role. It's I I would have liked to see Jesse Plemons play Francis Gary Powers. But that's yeah. But, but the no. dip, the yeah. difference is Francis Gary Powers has to look attractive and I you know you but, gotta be, but, feel bad but you're he's right really attractive I mean and charismatic looking <laughs> right and and Jesse Plemons who um we've seen in Black Mass this year yeah he, he was essentially an extra in this movie yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know he has like one line at the end but that's the power when you're the best yeah, director in Hollywood course, I mean you can do but I mean like want. Jesse Plemons and I, I forget Dominic the name. They're looking for roles. Alan yeah, Alden, and Alan Alda doesn't Oscar need this. Winner, right? I believe. Uh, if not, Alan Alda does. You know, the he's most, a, he's the um, ma- American treasure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, American that's interesting. You, you expect him to have a bit when you see him in this movie. Yeah, you expect him yeah. to have a bigger role. And yeah, I think he was featured a lot in the trailer too. So I mean, I just assumed that he would have a more prevalent role. But um, I loved. Sorry, if you were just going to say no, no, something. No, no. I loved. Like the opening, like eight minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, all the spy stuff. That was great. Yeah. So okay. even the opening shot, like of the paintings and the mirror and him, I love. I w- yeah, mm. I want to get back to the performances, but now that you mentioned it, here's the other thing in terms of pacing that I was thinking of. I loved the beginning as well as my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think I would have started this movie with the scene. Um, God, why can't I remember this guy's name? No, the prior. Prior? Prior. The scene where he goes to that girl. So I, like, we so, gotta get up. So yeah. I would have started the movie with the scene in East Germany where Ooh. Priar has to, has to get across the... Or you know, he, he gets trapped on the side of East Germany and then he gets captured. And then I would have said three years earlier or something. That's like, a good idea. Because that, like because that. that scene felt so forced and weird yeah, in the, begin, in the middle know, of the movie because you're like, wait a second, now you're introducing us to new characters and exactly. I don't... And I still think if you do that, the beginning is of that it is now would still be effective because yeah, it's yeah. a great scene. You could throw that anywhere in the movie. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's your for what we're dealing with, or you know what we're going to be. Dealing yeah, with. Th- that was. I, I mean, you know, I'm no screenwriter or editor, but I, I would. I just feel like that scene would have felt better in the beginning of the movie, and no, it would have been a great intro. Like it would have been like, holy crap, this is gonna be about that you know what i mean yeah like that's kind of what the, that's the other thing is the movie is about more what happens in east germany than it is what happens mm-hmm. for abel in the beginning of the movie no, I, I totally agree with that i even wrote down like movie introduces a lot of one-off characters right and like, it wouldn't feel as one-off if you begin it, with yeah it wouldn't characters. that part wouldn't feel so you know forced in if it was right in the beginning but even that um my second favorite scene was him riding the bike Along the wall. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. Just, oh yeah. The just everything that was going on in that yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Two really great scenes. Couldn't he have just called them? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tinder. Um, you guys should leave. Uh, I don't know if you noticed. There's a lot of tanks and barking dogs, <laughs> and they're putting up a wall, and people are being shot. So, uh, um, so back to the beginning of as it is in the movie where they're they're looking for Abel. Um, you know, I think most of the reason that scene is so great is just Mark Rylance's perform. I mean, his look mm-hmm. is ridiculous in this movie. Yeah. I mean, couldn't have been cast better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess is he is he your MVP of this film? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. I mean, I Tom mean, Hanks, Hanks is, is great, Tom Hanks, but you know what? 
And he carries it's, you it's through the super film. But. Subdued role though, Tom Hanks, I think. It's not yeah, I mean it's not crazy. It's not Philadelphia, um, as we've reviewed before. Yes. Um, which won him an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great role, and he does it well. I mean, it is very like Atticus Finchie. I, mm-hmm. I can see that, you know, mm-hmm. the fifties version. Yeah. Um, but I think that being said, Mark Rylance is is for sure the best part of this movie in terms of acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which he, he get, yeah. puts a lot of humanity in his role. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, back then, and they 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 show this that like he's a spy. We should be hanging him. You know, why don't we kill this guy or whatever? But mm-hmm. he's just a sol- Like as Tom Hanks puts it, yep. he's just, just a soldier right. doing his job. And I mean, if he was on our team, he would be a, yeah, a hero. Same thing, right. you know? Are you guys familiar with Mark Rylance at all? He is a big Shakespearean theater actor. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't recognize him and I'm looking at his, you know, his filmography. I don't recognize him either mm-hmm. from anything. Like I've never, I don't think I've ever seen anything. Um, did you? I never saw the other Boiling Girl. I yeah. get, apparently, he's in that. I don't probably played a small role. I, I didn't see that movie, but um, did you guys? Yeah. Would it help? Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Scarlett Johansson. That's how I mean that whole thing. Yeah. By the way, what we're talking about with uh, <laughs> the, there's a running joke where you don't you don't you're never worried, and he goes, "Would it help?" Yeah. Um, I I want that as a bumper sticker. I mean, that's like I, I kind of live my life by that. Um, anyways, but so let's let's discuss it then. I mean, are there Oscars going to this movie and at least nominations? I mean, I I don't see why Mark Rylance can't be nominated for supporting actor. No, I, I, think I think he will. Think he will. You think yep. he will? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why. I'm like worried that maybe. He, It'll be forgotten. Because, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a it's a more physical role, meaning like his face is such a big part of it that like maybe it's not going to be a buzzed about. And also he's not a big actor, but I think being in a Spielberg movie helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, either was Richard Jenkins in The Visitor. And he well, there's o- there's always, yeah, there are always. Um, yeah. I think know. he'll be nominated. I do, too. I mean, and I think you show any Academy voting member that scene where he's talking about the man standing yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, you that's just show them that right. show them that monologue. I, I'm so. watching that scene. I'm like, this is gonna be shown at the yeah, Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, for or where sure. And it's about music. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, I mean, it's great. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's really good. Yeah, a lot of great lines and just delivers them perfectly. Mm-hmm. And like a point where you're like, really, like he's a spy, but you're also like pretty empathetic towards. Yeah, like, um... well, I wish he could go. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's just doing his job. And I love I love the end of that scene when they all they all come in as he's shaving. And you you know that there he probably was expecting him to come in and just playing like what what's going on he's like no I have to clean the pallets and mm-hmm. he uses yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the thing that's to like great smudge it out. I was like that's just genius yeah and these FBI guys are fucking he's idiots a- <laughs> <laughs> it's like why are you listening to this guy give you orders yeah, <laughs> you're right. arresting him you, you assume he's a spy why are you letting him you know. Tell you what to do around his place. Right. <laughs> Just get him out of there. Um, do you guys see any other Oscars nominations coming from this? Yeah. I think it's a potential best picture. I think. Yeah, probably. Really? A, a if poten- there's 10 of them. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A potential, uh, I think it's original screenplay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it is an original. I don't see any. I looked. There's no mm-hmm. There's no book that's yeah, based so, off of. So. I mean, of course. I think that. Coen Brothers, yeah. They'll nominate Coen Brothers. I think production design. I think costumes. Yeah, that could be up there. Cinematography, probably too. Yeah, they cinematography lately likes to just put the same guys. As yeah, same guys yeah, every true. time. Yeah. 
Um, Kaminsky. Lebetsky. All the skis. All the Polacks. <laughs> what about um, Steven? No? No, no, no. I, it's, a, it's a tough race for director this year. There's not a lot of them, but I think there's like a toss-up of nine that could go in. I think he's in the mix. Oh, yeah. I think he's in the mix, but I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think five. so either. Um, but who knows? It's Steven Spielberg. Yeah. yeah. Like... Who knows? Why wouldn't he yeah, be? Why, why like, wouldn't it? Yeah. Steven Spielberg. Because it's, and like I said, it's a great movie, but, you know, I think the reason it might not is because it's not his best. And mm-hmm. it, it, compared to all the movies that have come out and are coming out, it's like, you know, I might forget about this movie in a, a few months. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's if, if the next, you know, two months have a lot of good movies mm-hmm. in them. Um, this is definitely my top 10 for the year so far. Maybe, yeah. I still gotta. I don't think it. Doc, I don't think it's in my top ten. Not I don't, in your top ten. I don't know. There's a lot of. Great we saw movies a lot of great. I don't know. <laughs> no, I. I don't know about top ten. Yet. I, think I made my top ten the other day. So far, yeah. Um, we're gonna do this in between shows, and then you guys have to listen to the Steve Jobs episode to find out my answer. I'm gonna do it really quick, but I'll think about it. This might. We'll see. Anyways, um, you guys have any other thoughts on Bridge of Spies? I mean, it's a great movie. There's no question about it. Sometimes it's harder um, to. To dig into these these grid movies, uh, back to the pacing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not really pacing as it is length. How necessary was it to show the amount that we saw of Francis Gary Powers learning and being recruited by the CIA, like learning about or being to- or being tortured? Like yeah. I thought, all of that was kind of like I no. Well, the thing about the torturing thing, I kind of liked because it was showing how awful he was treated with sleep deprivation and bright lights and yeah. water and cold. which is part of this America yeah. still better yeah, than, and yeah. then it, and then it cuts to you know him constantly being woken up with bright lights and kind of being smacked around right. and then and then it cuts to these FBI like guys waking up Mark Rylance's character like come on come on wake up we got to go somewhere we got to jump on a plane and then he's like oh. Is it late? And they're like, "Yeah, it is." But come on, let's go. You got, got everything. What do you need? <laughs> and then they're slowly getting him out of bed. We go on plane now. Yeah, they get, they're giving him, <laughs> they're giving him music and you know cigarettes and artwork or you know painting supplies. It's like completely different, which I liked about that because I would imagine the KGB was not very kind to oh. Francis Gary Powers. No, Russian prisons like. Maybe top three places I would never want to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned that from uh, Muppets is supposed to want to. Yeah. Or in the Russian gulag. <laughs> <laughs> Although if Tina Fey and like Tina Josh Fey, Groban, yeah. maybe I would. Yeah. That sounds like a party. Uh, <laughs> I, I did really like the side character, that CIA agent who he was dealing with mostly. Yeah, he was good. He basically became the second character, like his main character in yeah. the movie. Uh, he was funny. I thought like his his uh two like assistants or whatever it is two like co-agents when he was sitting down at that really nice hotel and having like ordered all that food and then he comes down, he's like what are you doing here and his like two agents sit across the table or sit across like the mm-hmm. room looking at him and it's mm-hmm. so obvious <laughs> i like that and that th- stuff was really funny it's things like that and then the character um that he was talking with in the R- russian embassy maybe mm-hmm. And then with the fake family, 
yeah yeah it's like those that is what like really reeks of like coen brothers and yeah, yeah. I, I loved it yeah yeah those, those like yeah. over the top yeah, like yeah. supporting characters that well are, like, perfectly cast or the, the guy the, with all the phones yeah i said that too he, like, especially scared the crap that. out of his, yeah. his secretaries and or his maids or whatever yeah yeah there are a lot of good good like small bit actors. good bits good mm-hmm. bits for bits. sure um so cool uh, we go around at the end and you guys recommend this movie sure highly yeah. I, I do too I, yeah, I feel I like it. you know I think it's I think it's there like is there, again a good movie is, is good when everyone can see it I think this is good for history buffs mm-hmm. I think this is good for old people young people and people who just want to go see for a good movie I think it's for everyone yeah, it's well made and well acted which is why Spielberg is considered the best because he somehow reaches to every single person that's very difficult to do and it's, I mean, it's a story that I wasn't familiar with. And when those final tag cards yeah. came on at the end of the movie, those were like some shocking statistics that I mm-hmm. just had no idea what, that were true. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, I think it, yeah, I think it's one of those stories too that's not like super well known. So there's still, there's still a, uh, there's a lot of, t- you know, there's room for time. It's like kind of like Argo where like it's a story that happened, but no one's really heard of. And that's why mm-hmm. it works well. Mm-hmm. Whereas something like, I don't know. Some other movies, it's like we all know how that ends, so it's not as cool. Um, yep. Talking about Zero Dark Thirty, yes, like very specifically <laughs> that know, movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, and Miracle, that's another one. I'd I'd still rather watch the the, the tape than than watch yeah, the yeah. movie, even though I love it. Um, cool. Uh, we end every episode with uh, Netflix or video on demand recommendations. Um, I'll go. Guys, I'll go. Okay. Um, I was flipping through the channels the other day, and I caught Cold Mountain on TV. Mm-hmm. It's on HBO Go. Uh, you know, the film starring Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, Renee Zellweger, um, Natalie Portman's in it. Uh, there's a lot of people in it. A lot of good people in it. Uh, it's I really like it. There are times, though, where it gets a little melodramatic, but I think it's well-acted. And I really like the music and setting. And if you don't know what it's about, um, it's about the Civil War and Appalachian Mountains and love. That's got. That's it. <laughs> but there's a I, there's a lot of interesting um, interesting subject matter in it. Of just about these types of characters. When you think of the Civil War, you think uh, North versus South. But these are people who couldn't care less and don't own slaves and are basically just forced to fight um, and forced to be a part of it. And the scenery and setting is beautiful in the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. So Cool. There's a great Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie, too. Really? I've never mm-hmm. seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. And Jack White's in it. That was his first really? film. Yep. He plays... Uh, there's like a... There's three guys. He who plays are, a cold mountain. He plays a cold mountain. No, there's three musicians <laughs> that travel around, and uh, he's one of them. Naturally. Yep. Interesting. Detroit connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's. Yep. Yep. Cool. Cold mountain. Uh, yep. Colin, what's the, what do you recommend? Uh, I'm recommending something on uh, Amazon Prime. I think it was on either HBO or Netflix for a while too. I don't know if it's still on there, but I know it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick. Hmm. Um, it's a long movie. It's like three hours, but I love this movie. I know a lot of people don't. <laughs> really? I think a lot of people. I was his last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, 
Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Naked Nicole Kidman. Very naked Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Very well, naked a lot of people. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> um, no one's eyes are shut during no, that. Movie. Yeah. No. They are wearing masks. <laughs> eyes wide shut, clothes wide off. <laughs> 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 that's good one. Yes, they were. Guys, I have way worse jokes than that. You guys. <laughs> oh, They're all no. coming. <laughs> uh, but... It's it's a really hypnotizing film. Um, I've never seen that either. I feel like a douche. There's that. some great sequences between Kidman and Cruz that, you know, seem kind of like painfully real for their relationship, maybe. Oh, and right, I think that right, there right. was a bit of controversy on set uh, with those two as well. Um, it's did a good he, movie. Did he die during the making of this? Or I think something? he died during the editing. Yeah, like yeah. isn't there like controversy on like whether or not he really finished it, kind of thing? Yeah, this is kind I of like so. Kafka thing. Yeah. Well, like, he finished shooting. It. Yeah, yeah, it's right. just but, the editing yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. That. that's interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's one I got to watch. It's a good movie. It, I mean, it is like three hours long, and it's a drama straight all the way through. There's but... a lot of walking around alone in the street. Yeah, yeah. With a lone piano key going. Ding, ding. <laughs> Oh, so that's where it started. <laughs> um, cool. Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, I, I I don't know. That's another one I've just escaped, I guess. It's a very pretty movie. It's really well shot. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well yeah. shot. Um, I'm going to recommend a doc, guys. Uh, I'm going to stick with the theme of the Cold War. This is on Amazon Prime. I like I like to stick to Netflix and HBO Go because I have those, and this isn't free for me, but I would rent this, and I love this movie. This was an Academy Award uh, winning documentary for... Uh, best documentary feature um, called The Fog of War yes. um, all about Robert McNamara uh, who was the defense secretary of defense for Kennedy and nice. Johnson um, all about you know Vietnam and how all that stuff really went down and yeah. the complications um, really good movie really make you th- it's, I don't know it's just a very interesting he basically gets McNamara to admit <laughs> that they made up shit to get into war yeah and, in, and it's but in, it's done in a way I always felt where it's like I mean, it's just that fog. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of like you don't. It's because he's kind of you know he's one of these guys who's like blamed for, you know, Vietnam, Vietnam and all yeah. these stuff. He's kind of like the Donald Rumsfeld of back then. Mm-hmm. Um, not kind of like almost exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just an interesting. I yeah. I don't know. I like on Amazon. It says starring Robert McNamara, Fidel Castro. <laughs> <laughs> Recurring <So>. roles. <laughs> Recurring roles. <laughs> so uh, yeah, check out Fire War. It's a great doc. There is um, a um. I know it was on Netflix for a while. Um, it's by the same director. I'm trying to get the title of it. Um, but it's about, actually, Robert McNamara. Um, same director, same like style of film, too. Wait, or Donald Rumsfeld? No, it's, yeah, Don, yeah, Don yeah. Don no, I know. Sorry. that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's called, called, the, it's called the Known Known. Or yeah, the Unknown right? Known. The Unknown, you know, yeah, that famous quote it. from Don, or, yeah, Donald Rumsfeld about... Yep. We have our known unknowns and our unknown unknowns. Unknown <laughs> I love... I use that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what are our unknown unknowns? Well, how do we know our unknown unknowns <laughs> if we don't know them? I know, right? Okay, cool. Well, that, that about does it for us now. We're going to, right after this, we're going to do Steve Jobs. We're going to review Steve Jobs, so look out for that. If you have, uh, if you got questions, if you got suggestions, if you got thoughts on these movies, email us at woodwardsfilmcast at gmail.com, or you can um, tweet at us at woodwardsdet. Um, for, uh, my name's Kale. Mitch. And Colin. And... We will uh, see you next week. Or next episode. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.
the U.S. back, and the U.S. back, and the U.S. is on.